You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And this episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way we play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props. Just your skill versus the lineup you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Now, folks, y'all know what we got to talk about today. The three-peat. We've done it. Back to back to back. A third time in a row. We've got to talk about it. And this is this is something that we've got to talk about in depth because um, this is not a, a thing that happens all the time. This is not a thing that we see come along often. So uh, we again, we have to talk about uh, what happened here. The fact of the matter is the actual game is the first thing that we're going to recap. But the the implications for this team and for the tournament overall we're also going to get into that a little bit in the second stanza, okay? So, NC State, obviously, we come away with this game 60-47. to 47. But there's a, a an interesting thing that I keep hearing again and again and again that I'm starting to think we're using this phrase wrong or incorrectly when it comes to NC State. People keep saying the phrase, the, this game was closer than the score implies. And, and it was used to describe this game. And I would like to know where that came from. But we'll, we'll get into it. But long story short, uh, we've come away from this game with a 60-47 to 47 win. Of course, Alyssa Kinane does her thing as she always does in Greensboro. Came away with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 block. Which, by the way, was hampered because she uh, got she had a took a, a nasty spill... Uh, where she looked like she rolled her ankle a little bit towards the, I want to say it was about uh, six minutes left in the in the third quarter. By the way, the refs called a timeout after she went down, even though we were on defense. They were running a break. That should not have happened. That That is not okay of the refs to do. So, of course, ACC uh, women's basketball officiating. Ha! They're going to do what they do. But now. We Alyssa Cunane did her thing. Uh, there were three players in double digits for us. Raina Perez had 12 on 5 of 14 shooting uh, with one assist and uh, two rebounds. And Kayla Jones had six points but 10 rebounds, two blocks, one steal. And Diamond Johnson had 11 points on three of eight shooting uh, as well as three rebounds and two assists. But this... This needs to be talked about, okay? This this needs to be talked about. The fact that um, Kelsey Marshall did a great job. Great job for that team. Great job. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, 24 points on 9 and 19 shooting. 2 of 10 from 3, which obviously hurt Miami a lot. But Miami did a very good job defensively uh, as far as they were doubling hard, getting very physical with our bigs. And they were making it tough and difficult on us to score and also, we weren't helped by the fact that we did not shoot threes well again, which at some point in time, we're going to figure out the shot from deep. We're going to figure out the shot from deep because all season, 
we have been a a 39 or, or 38 percent uh three-point shooting team and as of late we've just been cold as ice and, and diamond johnson's been having some struggles as well but i think come tournament time something's gonna flip we got to figure this out some way somehow but again the phrase this game is closer than the score implied it it keeps getting said for nc state and again there are i've said it many a time i have i'm okay with certain games uh saying that oh yeah this game was was much closer than we think and, and all that good stuff this really wasn't one of them this really wasn't all right so if we talk about when Alyssa Kunane uh went down right i want to say like i said it was it was about uh eight minutes left or seven minutes left in the uh in the the um in the so it was 640 left in the third Okay, 640 left in the third. We were up 40 to 29. At that point, we then go on a uh, on a six to one or seven to one scoring run at that point. Like, and and again, I'm not lying to you here. The the numbers are right there. Elizabeth scores a, a free throw, and then she. Right after the free throw is where she got hurt. We're up 40 to 29. And then we end the quarter up 51 to 33. So I'm sorry. We we went on an 11 to 4 run uh, at that point. And really, the three of those points came, or actually all four of those points came with a minute and 12 left uh, in that quarter. So we ballooned the lead out to 17 points. The lead to end the third quarter, the lead going into the fourth because of a three hit by Diamond Johnson was 18 points. Again, I know that everybody likes to believe, oh, you're within striking distance for NC State or you're you're close because it like helps write good narratives and all that. When we started the fourth quarter, Diamond Johnson ended the third quarter hitting a three, started the fourth quarter hitting a three. The fourth, the three that she hit in the fourth put us up 54 to 31. We were up 21 points at one point in the fourth. Like, what are we even doing saying, oh, this, this game was closer than the scoring plot? No. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. This was a game that we were firmly in control of for basically the entire second half. I mean, really, really and truly, and I hate to say this, but it's, it's just the reality of the situation. We put this game away. It was, I want to say, 20. They took a 23 to 22 lead uh, with four minutes left in the first half. So this is at the end, end of the second quarter, four minutes left. They took a 23 to 22 lead. At that point, we go on a 10-0 run to, to end the half. Like, come on. Come on, man. They go up 23 to 22. We go on, on a 10-0 run and end up up nine coming out of halftime. And then you talk about the third, they never got within five again at any point in this game, now that I think about it. They never got back within five. They only got back within single digits twice. Well, I'm sorry, two, three, four. So they only got back within single digits four times. That's it. That's all and that's it. Like, we're acting like this was a game where uh, this was, it was just back and forth and up and down and we just pulled away late. No. No, we pulled away to start the second half or we pulled away uh, to end the first half 
and never really look back. But again, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, everybody keeps saying like, oh, if you're not getting blown out by 30 by NC State, you're, you're in the ball game. No, no. Again, to me, in the ball game, I'll admit when it's when the score is not uh, indicative of this, when the final score is not indicative of, of what the game was, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying, oh, yeah, that game was much closer than it, it actually looked on the scoreboard, and then late we did some things that were really, really good. I'm okay with admitting that. I, I promise you I am. I'm not the type of person that would say, oh, yeah, this, this is a, a game where we were dominating the whole way. If we're not, that's a lie, and there's no reason to tell it. Against Duke, we were not dominating the entire game. That was not the case. We were not dominating the entire second half. Again, that was not the case. It just was not. That was a game that Duke was back and forth in it the whole time. They were down by three with one minute left in the third quarter. That is a close game. That is a game where, I mean, they at one point, the, the um, I want to say at one point in the fourth quarter, they were only one or two points away. That is a game that's back and forth. That's a game, again, back and forth, back and forth, and then at the end, we just find a way, start hitting shots, and it gets out of hand. That's not the case here. In that game, in the game against Duke on the last, I want to say, four or five possessions, we extended the lead out from, uh, from two points, the lead balloon from two points to 14 over the course of four minutes. Like, that's that's a game. The score doesn't tell you what it was. This game, the score just about tells you what we did. The score just about tells you, hey, this was a team that gained control early and did not let up. Did not let up. And I said that when I said Miami had some of that surviving advanced team in them and that they had some things going on during the regular season that made them look worse than they were and and that they had a, a situation where they were in a really deep conference, a, a just an absolute slaughterhouse of a conference that made them look worse than they were. Some people got mad at me. But look, I can admit they put up a good fight. They they did not go down. They didn't go down without swinging. But that doesn't mean that it was a good game. That doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, this was a game where, uh, you know, there was there was back and forth the whole way. No, no, they fought, but they could never get in striking distance. When we got up that lead at the end of the first half, they were never able to truly close that uh, gap down and make it so that, oh, yeah, this is this is now a closed game or this is now a game that, you know, this is, is something that is going to uh, cause problems for NC State. That's not the case. Even without our All-American now, that's the crazy part. This is not a situation that we're looking at where the game is closed after Alyssa gets hurt. No, the lead balloons. The lead balloons, if anything, they cut it at the end a little bit once we took our foot off the gas a little, which, again, taking the foot off the gas might have been premature, but it's still a double-digit win. Every game should not be expected to be won by 30. That's just the reality. Every game should not be expected to be won by 30. And even if you're saying, well, you know, it's not about winning by 30, it's just about winning. Okay, we didn't win a single game in the tournament by less than double digits. This was our smallest margin of victory, which was 13. The next one was Virginia Tech, which was 15. And then we doubled that up against Florida State with 40 in the first round that we played in. So, again, this wasn't a, a situation where, you know, we were just, it was just an absolute, just a slobber knocker back and forth. 
It, that, it wasn't that, okay? It just wasn't. And I'm betting that this team continues to see success come tournament time because, I mean, come NCAA tournament time because we're building that way. And I'm going to tell you why. There is actually a case for us to, to be uh, the number one overall seed and stay in Greensboro. I'm betting that uh, I'm betting that it, it doesn't go that way, but who knows? And if you're a better, go to betonline.net. Football season may be over, but uh, basketball season is in full steam for both college and pro hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today to learn more about the transaction. Bet online where the game starts. Also, let me tell you all about uh, Run Your Pool. March Madness is only a, a week away for the women's uh, side and, and, you know, just about the same amount for men's. And that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework and we're running our brackets on Run Your Pool. Run your pool along with standard brackets. Run your pool offers game types like Survivor, Pick X, both fun in their own way, and they have options to edit scoring. And they offer more intel to make your picks all the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we we believe run your pool. Uh, we believe in run your pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us. For a shot of the cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. So the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that um, honestly and truly, I see us as being in contention for a um, a a number or not just a number one seed, but the number one overall seed uh, in the the NCAA tournament, because for a multitude of reasons. But let's get into them. So last year, I believe Stanford was the number one overall seed um, because people said that NC State had a couple of bad losses. Now, what were those? You know, bad losses. That's that's an interesting thing to talk about. That's a thing that when you're when you're talking about um, what a, a bad loss is or is not, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, but those bad losses, quote unquote, outranked everything that NC State had done up until that point uh, or everything that we had done as far as our wins over top seeded teams in the nation. So uh, we had two wins against number one teams at that time, and for whatever reason, again, Stanford uh, took the took the number one seed or took the number one overall seed. Although we were a one seed as well, here's here's my thing about the South Carolina situation. South Carolina does have a win over us head to head. That is a difference than uh, the situation between us and Stanford. But also, we do not have a single loss that is not to a ranked team. We do not have. Uh, we did not lose our tournament. We did not show the inability to play without uh, Alyssa Cunane, even when she was hurt during the the uh, tournament championship. And she came back in the game. T- 
to show like, hey, she's still here. She's still rolling and scored multiple times. She just wasn't out there being a statue. She was out there still playing even on the hurt ankle. So to look at um, to look at this game and say, well, you know, or to look at uh, their resume and say, well, South Carolina has no blemishes because uh, they have done this or they have done that or they have this player, that player is immaterial to the fact that they have two losses to unranked teams. Kentucky was not in the top 25, as far as I know. Before the tournament started, they were in nobody's top 25. I can't find any uh, where they were in the top 25, so maybe maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. Maybe I'm looking at something crazy or whatever the case may be. But as far as I know, again, they were not in the top 25. So how they then, or so how that loss does not matter or is immaterial uh, to what we're looking at would be beyond me. It honestly would be. Again, you're talking about three losses against uh, all ranked teams or two losses against unranked teams. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You, you're you're going to have a hard time selling me on how two losses to teams that most likely are, or to a team that uh, without the win against you was going to struggle to make the tournament. I don't know. I, I really and truly don't know how you... Uh, get away with that and say, oh, yeah, this is this makes sense. And, and you know, we're we're a team that is, should be the number one overall seed regardless. Again, they have played some fantastic ball all year. Had they won their tournament, I would not I wouldn't be making any arguments for, hey, we should be the uh, number one overall seed over them. But you're looking at a a Missouri team that is 18 and 12 overall. Seven and nine in conference, and if you want to talk about their their past few games, I mean, other than the uh, win against, they won against Florida and Mississippi State. Other than that, they have just been god awful down the stretch. They lost by sixteen to Ole Miss. They lost by fourteen to Tennessee. They lost by seventeen to Arkansas. They lost by twenty five to Georgia. They and they, of course, like I said, they beat Mississippi State. They lost by 15 to Kentucky, and they lost their uh, they lost their first game in the uh, the A, the SEC tournament to Arkansas. So again, how you can tell me, oh, that's that's not a bad loss, is beyond me. It really is. I, I would need somebody to explain that to me, like I was a sixth grader, because again, that's that. I, I, I've put it out there as plainly as possible. There's no way in which you could say, oh, that team is a really good team and they did this and that and that and the third. Again, same thing with Kentucky, a team that is that was 500 in conference. And even if you say, well, down the stretch, they got hot and they won their last 10. OK, sure. Team that won their last 10 coming in. All right, great. But going into those last 10, they were 9-11. Like, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This team won their last 10, and it's still not 10 games above 500. Like, come on. Come on. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? What are we really saying if we're, if we're saying, oh, well, because this team has won uh, their last 10, they, they are now better than everybody else, and they're, they've gotten healthy at the right time, and because of that, this is now a good loss. In what world? In what world? Like, this just flat out, you cannot – uh, excuse two losses to unranked teams as no big deal whatsoever. So to me, again, when you look at 
uh, when you look at South Carolina's resume and you look at ours, to me, I think that there is not just a case for uh, this happening or for NC State getting a one overall seed. I think there's a very strong case for it, honestly and truly. And again, this is not based off of uh, pulling something out of thin air. This is literally, this is literally talking about what we are, what we have seen in the past. We have seen in the past the the way it goes is well, the team that is um, the team that has the better losses, quote unquote, is the team that that should get in, or the team that should get the number one, not get in. Uh, and again, not to say that this South Carolina team does not have really good wins. They beat us. They beat Oregon. They beat UConn. Uh, I believe Paige Buchers was still playing. They, she might not have been, but I, I think she was. I'm fairly certain uh, Buchers was playing. when they. Yeah, so, yep, Paige Buchers was playing when they beat them. Again, that's a very good win. That is a very good win. They beat Maryland. They beat, uh, they beat Duke when they were ranked. They beat Stanford. They beat LSU. They beat uh, they beat Kentucky when they were ranked before they went on a little nosedive and then bounced back up. They beat Georgia. They've got a lot of quality wins, but so do we. You're being very dishonest with yourself if you're saying that NC State doesn't have a ton of good wins as well. I mean, if if you're again, if you're talking about quality wins, you've got Maryland, you've got Indiana, you've got uh, UNC twice. You've got Louisville, you've got uh, Georgia Tech, you've got Virginia Tech three times, I want to say. No, they beat Virginia Tech twice. Yeah, no, 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 they did beat Virginia Tech three times. So you've got Virginia Tech three times. I mean, what what more do you want? What more do you want? What more is there to say about, hey, this team deserves that, uh, d- deserves that number one overall seed? What more can you ask for? Again, we've we've done our part. We and the the, the losses to uh, the losses to Georgia and South Carolina don't help. The loss to Notre Dame does not help. But the reality is that's the way basketball goes. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes you don't hit shots. Sometimes uh, when you're bringing in new elements to be big parts of your your New Year's scheme, you're going to see situations where your team has an adjustment period that other teams don't. And I believe that that's what we saw in that first game against South Carolina to a degree with Diamond Johnson out there uh, just hoisting up a lot of shots that were not good shots. And of course, us not taking a, us not taking a, a um, get out, run, get out and, and make great things happen in the first quarter approach to that game. We talk one thing that I've talked about a lot with NC State is or with this women's basketball team in particular, is not getting out to great starts and how that's cost us in the past. Well, if you want to go back to, I want and, and I'm just going to talk about Virginia Tech in the tournament because Syracuse is just objectively really, really bad, and like there's not really much point in talking about them. But if you want to talk about the first quarter against, uh, the first quarter since then, first quarter against Virginia Tech, the, fir- the second matchup, we won 23 to 12. First quarter against Florida State. Again, not a great team, but the fact of the matter is it's tournament time. We won 22 to 15. First quarter against Virginia Tech the third time. We won 17-13. First quarter against uh Miami. We went 14-12. So we're correcting the things that have traditionally hurt us. 
We have shown ability to withstand one crucial injury. We have done everything that we can do ever since those losses to show, listen, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. We won our conference championship. We are peaking at the right time. Again, look at the point margins in our, our look at the point differentials in our last few games. I mean, if you go all the way back to uh, all the way back to the, the play for K game up to here, the fact of the matter is we have gone, uh, we have had more 20 point wins than we have wins by single digits. Again, th- this is just the facts. This is just the facts. We beat Boston College 85 to 75. I'm sorry, 85 to 78. That is one single digit win. We beat Virginia Tech 68 to 66 in the second meeting. That is two double digit wins. Now, let's look at all the 20 point wins in that time. We beat Virginia, I'm sorry, we beat Wake Forest by 31. We beat Syracuse by 42. We beat Florida State by 30. Like, you know, at the end of the day, again, it's very clear we're peaking at the right time. We're trending in the right direction. And the crazy part is, even while I say we're peaking in most of these games, we still have not. We've had moments where we get to the rim at will and finish easily. We still have not unlocked that combined with uh, just striping from deep at an extremely high level. Like, that's that's the reality there. We still have not combined those two. Against Boston College, we shot 25%, or I'm sorry, 19% from deep against Boston College. Against Duke, we shot, I want to say it was somewhere near that same range, or maybe it was a little better. No, I'm sorry. Duke, we went 6 for 11. We shot 54% from deep against them. So that's a little better. Uh, I want to say the same, same, similar situation uh, with with Wake Forest, nine for 23. We shot 39%. So we haven't seen it in the tournament and against uh, Virginia Tech, but we know it's coming. We know that with this team, it's coming. So, again, there's reasons. There's I'm not just talking out my hind parts when I say that there's an argument for us to get uh, a number one seed because there legitimately is, all right? there's Again, that's, that's just the reality of what we're looking at here. And another thing we're looking at is March Madness, and guess what? Everyone loves March Madness in the brackets, and I can't remember the last time I went deep or even won any morning, but I'm hedging my best this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes single game pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their games winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have a dozen lineups you can comb through to take head to head to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code uh use promo code locked on. For a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stat Hero 
dot com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions do apply also let me tell you about built bar built bar is just so great and again this this bar these bars they get better and better every single time you eat them if you haven't tried the puffs yet you're missing out you're missing out on some of built bars best tasting bars yet puffs are the first ever protein infused infused marshmallow they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes puffs. That is 100% real chocolate, folks. Low calorie, high protein. These these things can replace your candy bars because they are better and a typical candy bar has anywhere from 2 to 300 calories. Well, check out these macros. Built most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So, go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So, we're about to land this thing, but I I think it's again, I think it's really interesting the way that you know, so many people uh, are constantly saying, oh, this game was closer than the score indicated for NC State, even when the game is not, in fact, that close. Again, this was not a situation where uh, we extended the lead out late and 13 points was about our biggest lead of the game. No, we led by 21 in the fourth quarter. Like, that's that's the reality. This game was not that close. It really was not. This was not a game where... Oh, man, if one or two possessions go differently, uh, this whole game is different. No, 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 no. That is not how this thing worked out. We dominated. uh, I'm not going to say wire to wire, but from the end of that second quarter forward, we dominated. And they fought back. They fought valiantly. This is no disrespect to Miami. Shout out to that team. Shout out to a team that was the uh, on the bubble middle of the uh, conference. And, and found a way to work themselves comfortably into a tournament spot. But with that being said, we dominated that game. And also, again, there is there is a case for us getting a number one seed. There is. There is. Who else that has played as many, played and beaten as many ranked teams as us? Who else has also won their conference tournament? I mean, that's that's just the reality of what I'm telling you right now. And again, no disrespect to anybody else. And also, even if we do play in Greensboro, it doesn't matter. You still got to play the games. You still got to win. Still got to win the games, okay? That's just the reality of of what we're looking at. So, you know, the the fact of the matter is, um, it's it's the 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 fact of the matter is clear. Stanford has played some quality women's basketball. USC has played some quality women's basketball, both of whom very quality programs. But if you're talking about wins against top 25 programs, if you're talking about wins against some of the best in the nation, I mean, we just have a few more. We just have a few more. And that's 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 what I'm hanging my hat on here. That's where I would say, all right, this is where I think that we have an advantage over um, over everybody else. Because, again, that the fact of the matter is all, all of these teams are really good. All of these teams have a case. So let me not 
pretend like South Carolina and Stanford don't have a case. But the fact of the matter is, I think that NC State has a case, and I wouldn't be upset to see us get the number one seed and stay in Greensboro. Anywho, thank y'all so very much for coming out. I appreciate it every single time, y'all. Peace and love, and as always, Go Pack! You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 